Welcome to the Ben Wood Johnson Podcast. You can visit Dr. Johnson's blog at benwoodpost.com. Dr. Johnson's works can be found at drbenwoodjohnson.com. You can also support Dr. Johnson on Patreon, the link to which is in the description. Hey, welcome to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. Uh, today is April 6, 2020, and uh, this is podcast number 46. Uh, once again, I welcome you to our podcast. This is another installment. Um, we are uh, still talking about the coronavirus, uh, which is a difficult time for humanity, uh, at least as of now. Um, so many people have perished and so many more are projected to uh, succumb to that disease. And I think it is important as a philosopher, uh, as a thinker, or as a conscious person to sort of divulge or talk about, share uh, my understanding of, of what's happening in the world today. Uh, there's a lot happening and uh, we are all affected. Today on our journey, we are going to talk about the concept of invincibility of man, and um, you know, hopefully we will dissect the notion of, of man being omnipotent in this environment called nature. So without further ado, let us delve right into it. For millenniums, men have known their limitations, their limits in nature. They have understood their precocity or their precarity, to say it in French, and they have sort of adjusted themselves to that reality because nature is not um, a given. Nature is not uh, some sort of a, an, an exogenous entity where men uh, get to decide when to abide by nature or when to sort of like do whatever they please, okay? Now, for so many years, men thought that you know, we, we own nature, we do whatever we want, even though they sort of knew or knew the limits in nature. Now, generations of men have sort of come around and they sort of have... Uh, ignored the reality of of, of previous men. Uh, nowadays, we live in a world where most men believe that they are invincible. In fact, when we hear them talk about their technologies, their, 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 their progress and whatnot, one has a sense that men are supermen, that they can fly, you know, they can just at any moment uh, decide uh, to go to Mars and to go to a different planet and then go live their lives. And that, this, that's the impression I get when I hear men talk about themselves in this world. But today there is a reality, and that reality sort of brought men back down to earth. Because if, as men, you do not understand your vulnerability in this nature, in this natural milieu, which is the world you live in, then you don't understand what is going on. Today, I am recording this podcast not to vilify anybody. 
not to admonish anyone or not to sort of uh, have a jubilee of some sort of what's going on in the world today. In fact, I am saddened about, about what's happening. I am saddened and I'm also afraid, scared to say the word. Because what's happening today is not the affair of one man. It is not the affair of one country. It is not the affair of one nation. It is the affair of the human species. Whether or not you as a person feel you have the strength, the background or the, the biological strength, or as they put it, the immunity to withstand what's happening today. Whether or not this is how you feel, there's a reality. And that reality is that as men, we are under threat. As men, we are under siege. And nature has put us down onto our knees. We are, at this moment, nothing in the eyes of the natural. We are, no matter who we thought we are, nothing in the eyes of nature. And we are reduced to whom we have always been, men. Over the last few years, I have sort of publicized some of the ways I have come to understand my place in this world. As a person, I believe that this world was not meant for man to rule over. The idea that we, as entities within the natural, we are some sort of a, a godlike entity. We sort of decide what happens, when it happens, and how it happens. Now, sort of this idea is sort of a, a fallacy to the extent that we are not what we think we are. Now, we could go into a detail as to why we are the way we are in the natural. We could debate that, uh, you know. But the reality is what it is. I have sort of understood this to the extent that I realize my limits. And I have found it very hard to swallow, at least to accept ideas that sort of suggest otherwise. Somehow we, as entities within the natural, we sort of control, we own the natural. We are different. We are, we are exogenous entities. We were sort of brought on this earth by whatever. And there's some, so many theories about where we came from, who put us there, how we got here. Now, I'm not going to go again into detail as to the nature of those claims. But the reality, again, is what it is. We are vulnerable. And the only way we can survive our reality is by recognizing that reality and embrace it. Today, the world is going through a different or a difficult time. So many people have lost their lives. This is no joke. And the reason so many people have lost their lives, some might say, it is because to some extent we sort of undervalued our own lives. We sort of undermine our reality to the extent that we sort of like, oh, okay, whatever it is, we can model through it. We could, we could manage. But those who have perished wouldn't agree with that understanding. Somehow we have let ourselves down. Now, there are so many theories, and some of which are a conspiracy in nature as to why we are where we are. I, again, I am not going to address those theories, those, those possibilities as to why things are happening the way they are happening, as to where this disease came from, who's responsible, and, and whatnot. I, I'm not going to go into this detail. What the facts are, what is the reality is what it is. And to the extent that it is what it is, we have to accept it. There is a crisis within the human species today. And that crisis must be met with the exceptionality we 
always thought of ourselves. If we are going to sit around, if we are going to sit on our hands, hoping that this will go away, then we are wrong. We need to be proactive, not in the sense of taking away people's freedom to the extent in the name of the collective good. The idea of restricting people from moving about on the notion that this is the best way to stop this problem. I think we are wrong. We need to be proactive. And to the extent that we need to be proactive, we need to look for ways. If there are ways that could at least help us uh, go through this, we should explore these possibilities. If we know of some medicine, some, some medication, or some, some sort of, of, of something that would help alleviate, we need to invest in that. Okay. If we are going to sit on our hands, this is not going to be solved by itself. And if it were to be, there would be another one to come. There would be another challenge, another disease of, of some sort, which we would have to... At some point, we will realize that we need to be proactive. Now, nature has a way of curing itself. Nature always provides a way out. We just need to look around. We need to find that way. If we know that there's some, some sort of things that we've already created that we could alleviate that, this is time to start distributing these, these, these things to the people. This is time to start giving people the help that they need, not telling them to stay at home. And it's, it's quite ironic to hear folks talking about staying at home, this notion of social distancing. It's quite funny. And to the extent that it's not funny, ha-ha, but it is funny, sort of like, really? Really? You guys spent years talking about men or social animals? You spent years, your whole life you've been telling people that you need to be part of this collective? Not today. You're telling people to stay away from the collective. Isn't that funny? Go ahead and listen to some of my podcasts before. So go ahead and listen to some of my podcasts where I have talked about this fallacy of collectivity, where we are a collective beast, so to speak, where we ought to be amongst each other, so to speak. And I've sort of no, that's a fallacy. We are not that way. We have never been that way. Otherwise, we would not have survived. Yes, there are instances where we ought to survive as a whole. Yes, there are instances in nature that we ought to survive that way. But for the most part, we have always been singularities. Singular entity within a whole. That's who we are. And our ways of dealing with our reality is by being able to do so. When you refrain somebody, when we, you sort of restrict somebody from dealing with their reality, you're not making life easier for them at this moment. Right now, what's going on, especially in some of the most advanced countries, is wrong. And to the extent that you are restricting the person from being able to deal with his or her reality under the name of protecting the collective. This is a fallacy one more time. Whether or not this is going to pay off, I don't know. But I can assume it is not going to work as we intend. It is only going to create chaos. If that thing continues to the extent that it is spreading, restraining people is only, is only going to enrage them. Restraining people, restraining people's movement is only going to force them to react with a violence. Or this with violence. This is not the way. This is not the way. Okay? We have to allow the individual to find his way out. 
allow the individual to find his way out. We cannot protect the collective by limiting the individual. Okay? And this is the approach we have chosen under the name of, you know, we are doing the right thing. How is that the right thing? We spend our lives lying to ourselves. We spend our lives telling ourselves that we are gods on this planet, that we are invincible to the extent that we do, we can, and we will always be. That's what we've been saying to ourselves. We've been saying to ourselves, we do, we can, and we will always be. And here we are today. Thousands are dying. Is it something we could have prevented? I don't know. But what I do know is that Nature always takes its course. And you have to allow the individual to deal with his reality. And if you cannot do that, at least give him away. Telling people to stay away from themselves is not the solution. That's not the solution. The idea is that, okay, if we tell people to stay away, at least from themselves, that thing is not going to spread. That's fine. That, that's, a, that's a valid sort of way of looking at it. But that's not the best. That is not the best way. You have to allow the individual to take care of himself. Yes, and this is where sort of the, the idea of, of freedom sort of comes into play. Because now you are going to find those who would say, well, no. If you allow people to do whatever they want, then they're going to do whatever they want. They're going to put me at risk. So Joan is going to put me at risk. Jonas is going to put me at risk. And I have to protect me. And the best way to protect me is by refraining, by restraining, by limiting Joan and Jonas. So, at which point it is really the collective. No, what it is, it's some individuals trying to protect themselves from other individuals. That's what it is. We have to say it, we have to call it what it is. That's what it is. We're not trying to protect the collective, we're trying to protect the entity within the collective that feels threatened by the other. No. Allow the individual to find his way. Allow the individual to find himself. Okay? But I think this is where we are as a species. We are facing our nature. We are facing our reality. And if we are not allowed to face that reality, we are doomed. And I think it is important at this point that we understand as a species that what's going on, this, this, this disease that is sort of um, you know, raging on is not something that is alien. History has shown that we have gone through things like that before. We have gone through situations like that before. And we have survived. And we will survive this one as well. But we will not survive it the way we should survive it by restricting by refraining, by intimidating, by threatening. We're going to arrest those who sort of defy, you know, what the individual wants on behalf of the collective. You know, it's not going to work that way. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves. I, as a philosopher, as, some, as a thinker, as a conscious person, I'm not surprised by what's happening. In fact, I've talked about it my whole life. And that's why when I hear folks talking about we are free, we, we get to be, I'm, I was like, really? What planet are you living on? So where are you living? What world what, what are you living where you think you are free? You have freedom, you know? The idea that we are free, we live in a free society, it's like, what are you talking about? 
Now this is the reality. A lot of folks are finding out that they have never been free. A lot of folks are finding out right now that the idea of freedom was sort of a fallacy. But of course they're trying to disguise that idea by saying that we are protecting the health of the public. Who is the public? I am the public. The individual is the public. If you restrict the individual, you're not helping the public because the individual is the public. Okay. So at the end of the day, we have to understand where we are, why we got here, and what we can do to get out of the situation, at least as safely, as soundly as possible. First off, we need to understand who we are. We need to understand our limits. We also need to understand our power within okay like i said there are ways to solve this problem at least to alleviate it there are people who are finding ways or finding remedies not remedies to cure it but they are finding ways to at least to alleviate what is going on but a lot of people are forced to are forced forced to 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 deal with the situation in a way that they could not have dealt with it because they are limited they are told you do not go anywhere they are told you stay where you are They are told you cannot go from this place to that place. So at that point, the individual cannot deal with his problem. The individual cannot deal with his reality. Yes, some of them are going to make it. But at the end of the day, we are not helping the individual. To the extent that we pretend that we are helping the collective. Certain individuals are protecting themselves by limiting those they think could be a danger to themselves. So we have to be clear on that. Okay, We have to be clear on that. If we have to look at what's happening right now from a pragmatic lens, the reality couldn't be more evident. It is self-evident. The idea that you get to be whenever, however, has always been false. And today it is more potent. At least this notion is more potent than ever. You have always been a pawn in a game. And that game is that you are under control. And today you are threatening the the existence of certain entities and they have to refrain you. They have to put you under control to make sure that they continue to be the way they want it to be. And I think at the end of the day, we as a species, we are going to pay the price. Because in the history of this world, it has never been that way from what I know. It has never been that way. The individual has to be able to deal with his problem. To the extent that he can deal with his problem. And if we are going to limit the individual in the name of the collective, at least give the individual the means to survive, at least to make it on his own. If we know there's a syrup, a medicine somewhere that could help, this is the time for the government to start to start distributing this syrup to the people. If you know there's something that could alleviate it, this is the time for the government to start knocking at doors and start distributing those items to the individual. Limiting the individual on the basis that that's going to go away. Probably this is not going to be the case. Of course, again, we have to look at this from the perspective of, of, of the person who is affected. And also from the person who doesn't want to be affected by it. Because th- these two perspectives matter. Okay, Because the guy who is already affected by this ill or illness, if you will, he wants a way out. But the one who is not doesn't want to deal with that 
He's trying everything in his power not to deal with it. And if it means that he'd have to quarantine the word, quarantine those or the guy who who's already who already has that 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 ill, he's going to do that. He's not doing it in the name of protecting the guy who has the disease. He's doing it in the name of protecting himself. And he's going to tell me there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there's everything wrong with that. Everything is wrong with that. If you're looking at it from the perspective of the guy who has the disease. If I were ill right now, I would like to be able to cure myself. I'd like to be able to find a way to cure myself. I would like to, I would need help. I wouldn't want to be restrained somewhere. I wouldn't want to be told to go sit somewhere. I would need help. If a lemon could cure that, at least could alleviate that, I would like to be able to find myself some lemons. If an orange could cure this, I'd like to be able to find oranges. And this is just example. I'm not saying that lemons or oranges cure this disease. Or I'm just using an example to show you if that were to be the, a possible solution, I would like to be able to access that solution. And if you're going to tell me to sit or stay put, Give me solutions. Because at the end of the day, we are dealing with nature. And nature acts in mysterious ways sometimes. That thing could go away. But it could also worsen, God forbid. And if that were to be the case, what are we going to say with those who have we have sort of restrained, limited, or they're gonna be enraged? I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop that. And there's a reason a lot of people are buying guns right now. Because that's what they anticipate. They anticipate there's going to be a rage. And let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope it doesn't get to that. But the reality is what it is. We have to allow those who are sick to deal with their problems. We have to give them means to deal with that problem. Whatever it is that could cure this, that, is, that could alleviate, not cure, but alleviate this, this, this ill the individual should have access to that at least being able to have that okay so at this point I am saddened I am very saddened to see the reality of the humankind because there are a lot of people that are denying it in fact in the beginning so many people sort of like this was a hoax some said this was a joke when it was when it was happening in China a lot of people were like eh People were starting to act like, you know, we don't want the Chinese around sort of things. The racism was sort of rampant. They thought they were invincible. It was just the Chinese. It was a Chinese thing, they thought. Hmm. Good readings to those folks. Because nature acts sometimes in mysterious ways. Okay. And we have to be humble as, as a species. We have to understand what's, what, what's good for the goose is also good for the gander, as they say. If it can happen to one person, it can happen to all of us. The reality of one person is the reality of every person. It is not just my reality. It is all of us. Perhaps I am going through it at this moment. But at some point, we will go through it. We all live on the same planet. We all have the same address. Earth. This is where we live. Whatever happens on earth stays on earth. This is where we belong. That's where we find ourselves. That's where we find ourselves. We woke up and we found ourselves on this place called earth. There's no you or better than me. I am better than you. There's no such a thing. We are human beings. And this is a time to treat each other with respect and dignity. And this is not the time to corner each other. 
This is not the time to quarantine, as they say each other, because the word quarantine has several meanings, one of which is to put you somewhere, to put you away. So we have to understand that. Again, I am saddened for what's happening to the world today. It is a difficult time for us as a species. It is a difficult time. But some of us are still in denial. Some of us are still acting as if this were just happening to a group, to some, not us. Like the idea that it was just a certain group of people that can get that. That thing is getting stronger every day. If it continues, it is going to be a major threat to humanity as we know it. So I'm urging you, my fellow brothers and sisters, to understand what's happening here. This is no joke. This is real. So we have to protect ourselves to the extent that we are able to protect ourselves. And we should not restrict those who cannot protect themselves. We should not limit those who are stricken by this by this by this disease. We should at least give them a chance to deal with it. It is not a fatality. We know so many people have recovered from it. A lot of people have recovered from it. Some people have sort of made it out. Okay. So it is not a fatality. But we should not, at the same time, contributing to the demise of others under the basis that we're trying not to become victimized by the same problem. Yes, our natural instincts is to protect ourselves is to protect our own. That's our natural instincts. But if we are forced to evolve in a collective environment, if we are forced to evolve in a collective milieu, as I always say, the collective has to protect the individual. Not in the name of some individuals, but in the name of the collective itself. And there cannot be a collective without the individual. The idea of cornering people the idea of putting people and in, 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 in forcing people to sort of quarantine yourself. If you don't stop, we're gonna, I mean, I've heard stories of people being arrested. They're going to find those who refuse. Like these, 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 these are sort of like those draconians. That's the real definition of the word draconian is the idea of that we're going to force you to be a certain way so that we are not affected by you. So we're not talking about the collective at this point. We're talking about individuals who happen to be powerful enough to impose their will on other individuals. That's all there is to it. There's no collective. It's, we're not trying, we're not doing anything for the collective itself. So at the end of the day, we have to be aware of that. We have to understand the impact of what we do onto the other. Right now, it is estimated that so many people have perished. It is a sad day. It is a sad time for humanity. Yes, we have been in situations like this before. And we have dealt with it. But this time is different. This time is different because this time we are under control to a point that we have never been in the history of the humankind. And that control couldn't be more evident than right now. It couldn't be more apparent and we're not talking about conspiracy theories here. We're talking about the reality. Look around. Aren't you under control? 
if you, if you look around you don't see that you are under control then you're probably not able to see at all is it a bad thing is it a good thing only time will tell but if that thing were to go away or as they say to go wrong I don't think we will have enough to contain the rage of the individual and I think this is a danger we need to avoid and I think this is the situation we need to avoid so as we pretend to protect the individual in the name of the collective we have to allow the individual the capacity allow the individual to be to the extent that he can be and I think we need to have a good understanding of the reality of the of the individual before we act on behalf of the collective while undermining the individual himself <laughs>